Chapter 7 through 11 of the First Book of Kings from the World English Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rhonda Fetterman. The First Book of Kings from the World English Bible. Chapter 7 through 11. Chapter 7. Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished all his house. For he built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was one hundred cubits, and its breadth fifty cubits, and its height thirty cubits, on four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams on the pillars. It was covered with cedar above, over the forty-five beams, that were on the pillars, fifteen in a row. There were beams in three rows, and window was over against window in three ranks. All the doors and posts were made square with beams, and window was over against window in three ranks. He made the porch of pillars. Its length was fifty cubits, and its breadth thirty cubits, and a porch before them, and pillars and a threshold before them. He made the porch of the throne where he was to judge, even the porch of judgment and it was covered with cedar from floor to floor. His house where he was to dwell, the other court within the porch, was of like work. He made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom Solomon had taken as wife, like this porch. All these were of costly stones, even of cut stone, according to measure, sawed with saws inside and outside, even from the foundation to the coping, and so on the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. Above were costly stones, even cut stone, according to measure, and cedar wood. The great court around had three courses of cut stone and a course of cedar beams, like as the inner court of the house of Yahweh and the porch of the house. King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram of Tyre, he was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in brass. And he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill to work all works in brass. He came to King Solomon and performed all his work. For he fashioned the two pillars of brass, eighteen cubits high apiece, and the line of twelve cubits encircled either of them about. He made two capitals of molten brass to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work for the capitals which were on top of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other. So he made the pillars, and there were two rows around on the one network to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars and he did so for the other capital. The capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily work, four cubits. There were capitals above also on the two pillars, close to the belly, which was beside the network. And the pomegranates were two hundred, in rows around on the other capital. He set up the pillars at the porch of the temple, and he set up the right pillar, and called its name Jachin, and he set up the left pillar, and he called its name Boaz. On top of the pillars was lily work. So was the work of the pillars finished. He made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in compass, and its height was five cubits. 
and a line of thirty cubits encircled it. Under its brim around there were buds which encircled it, for ten cubits encircling the sea. The buds were in two rows, cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set on them above, and all their hinder parts were inward. It was a hand-breadth thick, and its brim was worked like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He made the ten bases of brass. Four cubits was the length of one base, and four cubits its breadth, and three cubits its height. The work of the bases was like this. They had panels, and there were panels between the ledges, and on the panels that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And on the ledges there was a pedestal above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Every base had four bronze wheels and axles of brass, and the four feet of it had supports. Beneath the basin were the supports molten, with wreaths at the side of each. The mouth of it, within the capital and above, was a cubit, and its mouth was round after the work of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. And also on its mouth were engravings, and their panels were four square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the panels, and the axles of the wheels were in the base, and the height of the wheel was a cubit and half a cubit. The work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their axles and their rims and their spokes and their naves were all molten. There were four supports at the four corners of each base. Its supports were of the base itself. In the top of the base was there a round compass half a cubit high, and on the top of the base its stays and its panels were of the same. On the plates of its stays and on its panels he engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees, according to the space of each, with wreaths all around. In this way he made the ten bases. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of brass. One basin contained forty baths, and every basin was four cubits, and on every one of the ten bases one basin. He set the bases, five on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house. And he set the sea on the right side of the house eastward, toward the south. Hiram made the basins, and the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram made an end to doing all the work that he had worked for King Solomon in the house of Yahweh, the two pillars, and the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars, and the ten bases, and the ten basins on the bases, and the one sea, and the twelve oxen under the sea, and the pots, and the shovels, and the basins, even all these vessels, which Hiram made for King Solomon in the house of Yahweh, were of burnished brass. The king cast them in the plain of the Jordan, in the clay ground between Sukkoth and Zarathan. 
Solomon left all the vessels unweighed, because they were exceeding many. The weight of the brass could not be found out. Solomon made all the vessels that were in the house of Yahweh, the golden altar, and the table whereupon the showbread was, of gold. And the lampstands, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle of pure gold. And the flowers, and the lamps, and the tongs, of gold. And the cups, and the snuffers, and the basins, and the spoons, and the firepans, of pure gold. And the hinges, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house of the temple, of gold. Thus all the work that King Solomon worked in the house of Yahweh was finished. Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, the silver and the gold, and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of Yahweh. Chapter 8 Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, and all the heads of the tribes, the princes of the father's households of the children of Israel, to King Solomon in Jerusalem, to bring up the ark of the covenant of Yahweh out of the city of David, which is Zion. All the men of Israel assembled themselves to King Solomon at the feast, in the month Ethanim, which is the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark. They brought up the ark of Yahweh, and the tent of meeting, and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. Even these the priests and the Levites brought up. King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel, who were assembled to him, were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and cattle that could not be counted nor numbered for multitude. The priests brought in the ark of the covenant of Yahweh to its place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim covered the ark and its poles above. The poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the holy place before the oracle, but they were not seen outside, and there they are to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tables of stone which Moses put there at Horeb, when Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt. It came to pass, when the priests had come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of Yahweh, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of Yahweh filled the house of Yahweh. Then Solomon said, Yahweh has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built you a house of habitation, a place for you to dwell in for ever." The king turned his face about and blessed the assembly of Israel, and all the assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed is Yahweh the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to David your father, and has with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house, that my name might be there, but I chose David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. But Yahweh said to David my father, Whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, 
you shall not build the house, but your son, who shall come forth out of your body, he shall build the house for my name. Yahweh has established his word that he spoke, for I have risen up in the place of David my father, and I sit on the throne of Israel, as Yahweh promised, and have built the house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. There I have set a place for the ark, which is the covenant of Yahweh, which he has made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Solomon stood before the altar of Yahweh in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven, and he said, Yahweh, the God of Israel, there is no God like you, in heaven above or on earth beneath, who keep covenant and loving kindness with your servants, who walk before you with all their heart, who have kept with your servant David my father, that which you promised him. Yes, you spoke with your mouth, and have fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. Now, therefore, may Yahweh, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David my father, that which you have promised him, saying, There shall not fail you a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel. If only your children take heed to their way, to walk before me as you have walked before me. Now, therefore, God of Israel, please let your word be verified, which you spoke to your servant David, my father. But will God in very deed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heavens of heavens can't contain you, how much less this house that I have built. Yet have respect for the prayer of your servant and for his supplication. Yahweh, my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you this day, that your eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which you have said, My name shall be there. To listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray toward this place. Listen to the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they shall pray toward this place. Yes, here in heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor, and an oath is laid on him to cause him to swear, and he comes and swear before your altar in this house, then hear in heaven and do, and judge your servants, condemning the wicked, to bring his way on his own head, and justifying the righteous, to give him according to his righteousness. When your people Israel are struck down before the enemy because they have sinned against you, if they turn again to you and confess your name and pray and make supplication to you in this house, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land which you gave to their fathers. When the sky is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people Israel when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land, which you have given your people for an inheritance." 
if there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence, if there is blight, mildew, locust, or caterpillar, if their enemy besieges them in a land of their cities. Whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer and supplication is made by any man, or by all your people Israel, who shall each know the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hand toward this house, then here in heaven, your dwelling place, and forgive, and do, and render to every man according to all his ways, whose heart you know. For you, even you only, know the hearts of all the children of men, that they may fear you all the days that they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. Moreover, concerning the foreigner, who is not of your people Israel, when he shall come out of a far country for your name's sake, for they shall hear of your great name, and of your mighty hand, and of your outstretched arm, when he shall come and pray toward this house, hear in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all that the foreigner calls to you for, that all the peoples of the earth may know your name, to fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemy, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to Yahweh toward the city which you have chosen, and toward the house which I have built for your name, then hear in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. If they have sinned against you, for there is no man who doesn't sin, and you are angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captive to the land of the enemy, far off or near. Yet if they shall repent in the land where they are carried captive, and turn again and make supplication to you in the land of those who carried them captive, saying, We have sinned, and we have done perversely, we have dealt wickedly, if they return to you with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of their enemies, who carried them captive, and pray to you toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, the city which you have chosen, and the house which I have built for your name, then hear their prayer and their supplication in heaven your dwelling place, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you, and all their transgressions in which they have transgressed against you, and give them compassion before those who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them, for they are your people and your inheritance, which you brought out of Egypt from the midst of the furnace of iron, that your eyes may be open to the supplication of your servant and to the supplication of your people Israel, to listen to them, whenever they cry to you. For you separated them from among all the peoples of the earth, to be your inheritance, as you spoke by Moses your servant, when you brought our fathers out of Egypt, Lord Yahweh. It was so, that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer and supplication to Yahweh, he arose from before the altar of Yahweh, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread forth toward heaven. He stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be Yahweh, 
who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by Moses his servant. May Yahweh our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us, nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to him, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, and his statutes, and his ordinances, which he commanded our fathers. Let these my words, with which I have made supplication before Yahweh, be near to Yahweh our God day and night, that he may maintain the cause of his servant, and the cause of his people Israel, as every day shall require, that all the peoples of the earth may know that Yahweh, he is God. There is none else. Let your heart therefore be perfect with Yahweh our God, to walk in his statutes, and to keep his commandments, as at this day. The king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before Yahweh. Solomon offered for the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he offered to Yahweh, two and twenty thousand head of cattle, and one hundred twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of Yahweh. The same day the king made the middle of the court holy, that was before the house of Yahweh. For there he offered the burnt offering, and the meal offering, and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar that was before Yahweh was too little to receive the burnt offering, and the meal offering, and the fat of the peace offerings. So Solomon held the feast at that time, and all Israel with him a great assembly, from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt, before Yahweh our God, seven days and seven days, even fourteen days. On the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king, and they went to their tents joyful and glad of heart, for all the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David his servant, and to Israel his people. Chapter 9 It happened when Solomon had finished the building of the house of Yahweh, and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which he was pleased to do, that Yahweh appeared to Solomon the second time, as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. Yahweh said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, that you have made before me. I have made this house holy, which you have built, to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, according as I promised to David your father, saying, There shall not fail you a man on the throne of Israel. But if you turn away from following me, you or your children, and not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them. And this house which I have made holy for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all peoples. 
though this house is so high, yet shall every one who passes it by be astonished, and shall hiss, and they shall say, Why has Yahweh done thus to this land, and to this house? And they shall answer, Because they forsook Yahweh their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold of other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore Yahweh has brought all this evil on them. It happened at the end of twenty years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of Yahweh and the king's house. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees, and with gold, according to all his desire. That then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they didn't please him. He said, What cities are these which you have given me, my brother? He called them the land of Kabul to this day. Hiram sent to the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold. This is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised to build the house of Yahweh, and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. Pharaoh king of Egypt had gone up and taken Gezer, and burnt it with fire, and slain the Canaanites who lived in the city, and given it for a portion to his daughter, Solomon's wife. Solomon built Gezer, and Beth Horon the lower, and Baalath, and Tamar in the wilderness, in the land, and all the storage cities that Solomon had, and the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and that which Solomon desired to build for his pleasure in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. As for all of the people who were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of the children of Israel, their children who were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel were not able utterly to destroy. Of them Solomon raised a levy of bondservants to this day. But of the children of Israel Solomon made no bondservants, but they were the men of war, and his servants, and his princes, and his captains, and rulers of his chariots, and of his horsemen. These were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work, five hundred fifty who bore rule over the people who labored in the work. But Pharaoh's daughter came up out of the city of David to her house, which Solomon had built for her. Then he built Milo. Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar which he built to Yahweh three times a year, burning incense with them on the altar that was before Yahweh. So he finished the house. King Solomon made a navy of ships in Ezion Gabur, which is beside Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Eden. Hiram sent in the navy his servants, sailors who had knowledge of the sea, with the servants of Solomon. They came to Ophir, and fetched from there gold, four hundred and twenty talents, and brought it to King Solomon. Chapter 10 When the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of Yahweh, she came to prove him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bore spices and very much gold, and precious stones. 
and when she had come to Solomon she talked with him of all that was in her heart. Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hidden from the king which he didn't tell her. When the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, and the house that he had built, and the food of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers and their clothing, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up to the house of Yahweh. There was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of your acts, and of your wisdom. However, I didn't believe the words until I came, and my eyes had seen it. Behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame which I heard. Happy are your men, happy are these your servants who stand continually before you, who hear your wisdom. Blessed is Yahweh your God, who delighted in you, to set you on the throne of Israel. Because Yahweh loved Israel forever, therefore made he you king, to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices very great store, and precious stones. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The navy also of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir brought in from Ophir great plenty of almug trees and precious stones. The king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of Yahweh, and for the king's house, harps also, and stringed instruments for the singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen to this day. King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatever she asked, besides that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned, and went to her own land, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred and sixty-six talents of gold, besides that which the traders brought, and the traffic of the merchants, and of all the kings of the mixed people, and of the governors of the country. King Solomon made two hundred bucklers of beaten gold. Six hundred shekels of gold went to one buckler. He made three hundred shields of beaten gold. Three minas of gold went to one shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the finest gold. There were six steps to the throne, and the top of the throne was round behind and there were stays on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions standing beside the stays. Twelve lions stood there on the one side, and on the other on the six steps. There was nothing like it made in any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver. It was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon. For the king had at sea a navy of Tarshish, with the navy of Hiram. Once in every three years came the navy of Tarshish, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. All the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. They brought every man his tribute, vessels of silver and vessels of gold, and clothing and armor and spices, horses and mules, a rate year by year. 
Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen that he bestowed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones, and cedars he made to be as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland, for abundance. The horses which Solomon had were brought out of Egypt, and the king's merchants received them in droves, and each drove at a price. A chariot came up and went out of Egypt for six hundred shekels of silver, and a horse for one hundred fifty. And so for all the kings of the Hittites, and for the kings of Syria, they brought them out by their means. Chapter 11 Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which Yahweh said to the children of Israel, You shall not go among them, neither shall they come among you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon joined to these in love. He had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. For it happened, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with Yahweh his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh, and didn't go fully after Yahweh, as did David his father. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the mountain that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. So he did for all his foreign wives, who burnt incense and sacrificed to their gods. Yahweh was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned away from Yahweh, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he didn't keep that which Yahweh commanded. Therefore Yahweh said to Solomon, Because this is done by you, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and I will give it to your servant. Notwithstanding, I will not do it in your days, for David your father's sake, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all a kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son, for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. Yahweh raised up an adversary to Solomon, Hadad the Edomite. He was of the king's seed in Edom, for it happened when David was in Edom, and Joab, the captain of the army, was gone up to bury the slain, and had struck every male in Edom, for Joab and all Israel remained there six months until he had cut off every male in Edom, that Hadad fled, he and certain Edomites of his father's servants with him, to go into Egypt, Hadad being yet a little child. They arose out of Midian and came to Paran, and they took men with them out of Paran, and they came to Egypt, to Pharaoh king of Egypt, who gave him a house, and appointed him food, and gave him land. Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him as wife the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tapanes, 
the queen. The sister of Tapanes bore him Ginubeth, his son, who Tapanes weaned in Pharaoh's house. And Ginubeth was in Pharaoh's house among the sons of Pharaoh. When Hadad heard in Egypt that David slept with his fathers, and that Joab the captain of the army was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart that I may go to my own country. Then Pharaoh said to him, But what have you lacked with me that, behold, you seek to go to your own country? He answered, Nothing. However, only let me depart. God raised up an adversary to him, Reason, the son of Ileada, who fled from his lord Hadadezer, king of Zobah. He gathered men to him and became captain over a troop, when David killed them of Zobah. And they went to Damascus, and lived therein, and reigned in Damascus. He was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, besides the mischief of Hadad. And he abhorred Israel, and reigned over Syria. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite of Zerida, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, he also lifted up his hand against the king. This was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Milo, and repaired the breach of the city of David his father. The man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon saw the young man that he was industrious, and he put him in charge of all the labor of the house of Joseph. It happened at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite found him in the way. Now Ahijah had clad himself with a new garment, and they too were alone in the field. Ahijah laid hold of the new garment that was on him, and tore it in twelve pieces. He said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces, for thus says Yahweh the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give ten tribes to you. But he shall have one tribe, for my servant David's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Because they have forsaken me, and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of Moab, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon. They have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in my eyes, and to keep my statutes and my ordinances, as David his father did. However, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life, for David my servant's sake, whom I chose, who kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand, and will give it to you, even ten tribes. To his son will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a lamp always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen me, to put my name there. I will take you, and you shall reign according to all that your soul desires, and shall be king over Israel. It shall be, if you will listen to all that I command you, and will walk in my ways, and do that which is right in my eyes, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with you, and will build you a sure house as I built for David, and will give Israel to you. I will for this afflict the seed of David, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose, and fled to Egypt, to Shishak, king of Egypt, 
and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did, and his wisdom, aren't they written in the book of the acts of Solomon? The time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. Solomon slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. End of chapters 7 through 11. Recording by Rhonda Fetterman.